Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Not Your African Cliché. Before we get into today's episode, though, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher, where we are Not Your African Cliché, as well as SoundCloud, where we are NYAC Podcast. Don't forget to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, we are Not Your African Cliché, Twitter, at NYAC Podcast, and Instagram, NYAC underscore podcast. You can also email us at NotYourAfricanCliche at gmail.com. Now, enjoy the rest of the episode. Exciting episode of Not Your African Cliche. My name is Onyeka, aka Yeka O, and of course, I am joined by my amazing co hosts, and they will go around and introduce themselves. Hey everyone, this is Amayo, aka Mayo B. Hey, yeah, did like Yeka O. <laughs> get it, girl, get it, girl. <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Ifenua here. Hi everyone, this is Ifeth. Awesome. How's everyone doing? Good, good. Good, 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 good. All right. We are tired, but... uh, (laughs) We bless the Lord. (laughs) We are grateful you could could make it to Hewa. I know. Thanks for joining us. Tiredness. Yeah, welcome. All right. So when we went on our little break, tons of stuff happened during the summer. And one of the biggest events that had tons of people all around the world talking was the 2016 Olympics that happened in Rio, Brazil. And so, I mean, this is a game that has been going on since like 8th century BC in Athens, Greece. And so, um, yay for it continuing in 2016. But on today's episode, (laughs) we're going to be sharing um, our thoughts and perspectives, I guess, as Africans and just people who either do or don't necessarily like watching sports um but before we get started i'm gonna do a little trivia and i didn't tell you guys this because i didn't want you to cheat it's okay it's not bad we're not gonna judge you it's it's all right right. like giving me flashbacks of when teacher will say tear out a piece of paper (laughs) yo yes real life people don't even know okay no this isn't going to be too bad at least i don't think so so um I did this with my brother and it was so hilarious how like you think you remember exactly where the Olympics has been over the past years but then you notice that every four years is actually a long time and over a span of like you know say 16 years starting in the 90s then that's just a long time so I'm just gonna get throw out just a few this is not gonna take too long and you're gonna tell me where you think it was or if you know where it was for real so 1996 Atlanta Atlanta uh-uh. If that wow, was perfect. Uh, Get it, uh. girl. <laughs> uh, 2008. Uh, Beijing. Yes. Look at y'all. Look at y'all. If they what is your time? Your time starts now. 2012. London. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Oh, I got that one. Yeah. <laughs> I am so proud. <laughs> okay, trick question. 2020. Tokyo? Wait. It's wait, in Japan. Japan. Yeah, Tokyo. Yeah, right. Tokyo. Tokyo. Hey, Japan. I, I mean, that was most specific. <laughs> it's in Tokyo. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I was like, uh, a little much. why are you dashing somebody my prize, please? <laughs> I mean, I wish I had something to give you. You know, like when you go to other parties and you do dancing competition and hmm. they're like, you will give you a prize party, later. Party, party. I didn't give you biscuits. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll give you your prize later. Give her extra party pack. That's what she needs. Yes. Yo, flashback. Okay. Anyways, moving on. So what are some of like your thoughts with regards to the Olympics in general? So we'll start with um, the opening ceremony. How do you think that African countries have been represented um, in the past in comparison to now? Um, This is Ifenua here, and I'll just break the ice. (laughs) Um... 
to be honest, I don't, I, I don't really follow the Olympics, like, like for okay. real. For real. <laughs> um, so I can't. Yeah, so I'm not one to who should be drawing comparisons, but I do know that the opening ceremony is. It's a time when a lot of people are very proud of their countries or, you know, that is revealed, you know, how nationalistic people are. Um, it's like everybody's mm-hmm. rooting for their own country. Um, and so, yeah, that's as far as I'll go talking about the opening ceremony. Nigerians are, like, waiting for the Nigerian team and supporters to come out and do their dance and see their outfits. <laughs> um, but, yeah. yeah, I guess everybody... It's funny because, like, sports, well, and this might be a tangent, but I know, like, for example, like, soccer, football is something that, like, we say a lot that unifies, like, Nigerians or unifies, like, Africans. Like, that's something that brings us together. But I feel Mm -hmm. like opening ceremonies when, not necessarily divided in a bad way, but that's when you see everybody, like, claiming their own country. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of us, like, live, those of us that are here in the States, we're all watching the Olympics, but we're not necessarily rooting for the American team. We're all waiting for like our mm-hmm. um, our countries to come out. So, yeah, that's what I'll say about the opening ceremony. This is Ife. Similar to Ife, I I look forward to the. Personally, I just look forward to all the African countries mm-hmm. and you know seeing them in their traditional outfits and seeing seeing us display our culture which is really nice and i also look forward to learning about countries that i've never heard of before mm-hmm. you know like how they announce culture It'll be like ah i didn't know that was a country yes. it <laughs> so it's a very good geography lesson and you know rejigs my memory about certain countries and makes me aware of other countries which is nice it's just nice to see all of that display of culture and pride it's 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 nice it's uplifting okay this is amayo here um but yeah i think ifeiwa and ife have already said you know the major points but for me the opening ceremony is really just it's all fun and games you know you laugh you dance you that, yeah, you, you just watch and well I think for me now it's more of like okay you see America in uh, like Ralph Lauren you know like <laughs> looking all spiffy and clean you know cause that's their culture <laughs> I don't know um, <laughs> with Sperry's wow <laughs> yeah you know um, and then you know you see like um, like if I said seeing the African countries and I guess just glorifying and happy with their different cultural outfits although this year nigeria really mm. okay sorry this, I'm, I'm about to go on a tangent i'm about to say no please do hand but please, somebody said that taking it there. pigeon forehand is like there's no past tense it's forehand forehand so i guess nigeria <laughs> forehand i don't I think, know <laughs> hand, i think forehand is sounds better <laughs> i don't know it's not that most like correct so yeah i don't know what happened with the outfits uh, i guess they all wore tracksuits i didn't even watch the show apparently i like saw an that outdoor. and and lovey lovey ajayi who is my namesake by the way who is also now <laughs> a uh new york times best-selling author anyway mm. um yes if we are amazing people. Sure. Anyway, yes. So she had a post, she had a blog post about how Nigeria, how, like, it was good that we wore tracksuits because our original outfits were, <laughs> wow. were nonsense. Did you guys see what, what they were supposed to wear? No. No. It was a very good kind of I wasn't culture. Sure if they were... How is this culture, how is this representative of it? It was like, and she, let me look for the article, actually, and read out of it. Because lovey comes with the laughs. <laughs> okay, so while Ife is looking that up, um, I'll just share my uh, thoughts about the <laughs> opening ceremony. I was going to take it there. I don't understand why the tracksuit represents Nigerian culture in any way, shape, or form. Like, I love, love the opening ceremony. Like, during the Olympics, everyone in my family is like, oh, let's see what everyone has on. Um, and I was definitely very sad. I liked Kenya's. 
they came through. They didn't play games. Uh, who else? I don't remember what Ghana wore. All I just remember more, like most especially, is that Nigeria came. They saw and they were conquered. <laughs> by... <laughs> Why are you like this now? <laughs> it was just, but. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be honest. Let's just be very honest. If it, have you found the quote? I have. Okay. Okay. So, Assembly Lovey says, but then I found out that the outfits that Team Nigeria was supposed to wear for the opening ceremony, and I realized that maybe someone made sure they weren't ready in time to save them all from embarrassment. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> is Lord. What is this? No, seriously. Oh what goodness. are these ensembles and why are they a thing? Why nah. were they going to have Team Nigeria looking like they were going to be going to the Triwizard Tournaments where they would compete oh against goodness. Slytherin and Gryffindor in a series of contests? Who told them that Cersei Lannister's Sunday Best was part of Nigerian culture? Why were the men oh, channeling no. Peter Pan? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I feel like the person who designed these just came back from abroad and wanted to show how learned he is by having them look regal when really Why? he just had them looking like characters from a fantasy novel. Olodo. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to end that. Um, <laughs> awesome. Oh Lovely is the God. best. Yeah, that is so, so horrible. So that's, apparently that's the terrible. tracksuits were were better than you know yeah. the original outfit. <laughs> we'll put the rest of the article in the description yeah. in the um sure. yes that thing that has <laughs> all the information about the episode so I you guys cannot. can check it out yes so i went back and like looked at the metal table from the 50s i think south africa was the first African country to participate in the Olympics and mm. there's just this clear um, <laughs> failure that we've carried you know over the years um, when it comes to the Olympics why do you think and some African countries of course you know have more medals than others like Kenya um, let's see who else Ooh. South Africa of course um, have more medals, but then in comparison to the other countries that participate at the Olympics, um, it's not necessarily anything to write home about. So what do you guys think is the reason why African countries in general aren't necessarily doing as great as they could be at the Olympics? <laughs> Real just dishke. It is... This is if this is a multi-layered, multi-faceted yeah. question, yeah. and we can trace it back to colonization. <laughs> I feel like every African issue you can trace back to colonization, like but it's two true, degrees though. of separation from colonization. <clears throat> but honestly, the fact that like everything, all our issues, all our for I'll take Nigeria for example, all our issues with corruption and everything, they bleed into every facet of life, including sports. Mm -hmm. So when we don't, when our resources are mismanaged, when we don't channel enough resources into youth and sports development, of course we won't have great athletes. Like you know, mm -hmm. when there were issues getting. Team Nigeria, our, our, yeah. our soccer team, our men's soccer team, mm -hmm. like issues getting them to the venue. Mm -hmm. They landed and on that same day they played. So like all mm -hmm. of these mismanagement issues will obviously affect the outcome of, of our sports stars. And it's just so bizarre that in four, like you guys will only wake up and realize, oh, you need athletes, like the year of the Olympics. You won't be planning, <laughs> oh, you know, gosh. several years ahead. Everybody else in the world is training. Like, a right. lot of a, a lot of athletes, like being athletes, is their full time job. They train yeah. all the time, mm -hmm. but our own ha athletes, are we feeding them? Some of them self, maybe they don't have food to eat. Mm -hmm. They don't have. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. please. Also, if you know, like if our athletes were treated properly, a lot of a lot of Nigerian athletes or Nigerian born athletes or Nigerians or um, athletes of Nigerian heritage represented so many different other countries. I think Bahrain was mm -hmm. one country that had yeah. so many 
Nigerian track like track and field athletes from mm-hmm. Nigeria. Mm-hmm. They were like, you know, doing wow. incredibly well. So maybe maybe we did ourselves, but you know, yes. Huh. Wow. Um, this is Ife Yua here, and <laughs> what was that last? No, the way you're just sighing, it's like you've lost hope. Like I don't even know where to start from. <laughs> like I just feel like we've played ourselves. Like when it comes to, mm-hmm. like. For example, like our performance, like in the Olympics, it's one of those things where I feel like, you know, in college or like in a class, the professor tells you at the beginning of the semester, or when you can, you even said this like a while ago, like don't mm-hmm. expect to put in a C, a great effort and expect A+. Yeah. Plus. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that yeah. really explains like... our performance in things like events, like the Olympics, like don't expect to put very minimal effort and then in the Olympics, expect us to carry all the gold. Like, how is that supposed to happen? It's not magic. People are literally sweating every day. You know, even like the Olympics that are happening in 2020, Tokyo. You, you, I won't be surprised to to see if uh, uh, what are they calling that uh, beautiful girl, Simone Biles, has has not already started (laughs) training for 2020. Like, she's up all night, you know, doing her doing Mm -hmm. her thing. And I remember, like, here in the States, just being aware of how much, like, sports is emphasized here. Like, in school, like, kids are encouraged Mm -hmm. to, like, take gymnastics. Kids are encouraged to take swimming lessons. They're really Mm -hmm. encouraged. And when talent is recognized, especially at that young age, I feel like it's typically encouraged. Um. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> well, except in cases of, you know, racism, but that is a whole nother topic mm. for another day. But I feel like in general, <laughs> like here in the States, when talent is seen and or recognized, it's really mm-hmm. encouraged, like financially and in so many other ways. Um, whereas in Nigeria, I feel like our emphasis is always on science. Our emphasis is always on mm. classroom, like face your books, like study, read, and mm. and I th- I think it's, I think those who encourage people who encourage their kids or students to like go into sports or do something outside of academia, outside of the classroom, are really in the minority, and mm-hmm. I think that definitely affects the performance of uh, you know our athletes in national, not national, like global events like the olympics um so i think just in general like emotional physical support i think we're lacking and also like financially um i don't think we're supporting our athletes um as much as we can and Mm -hmm. you know all that apart from the emotional and physical support i think financially like if i said like that also stems from like corruption right so if our political Mm -hmm. leaders are mismanaging funds like and they're stealing and embezzling money. There's no money left to invest in our um, in the performance of our athletes. And so, and also, I feel mm-hmm. like these athletes, you have to find them young, right? Like, and support them from a young age. Like somebody like Serena Williams, she's been playing. She needs to start playing tennis, like in her twenties. You know, not to say that mm-hmm. you can't start playing tennis in your tennis in your twenties, but people who are usually, but I feel like. A lot of these great athletes that we see, you know, representing Team USA, Team United Kingdom, or wherever, Britain, um, Britain. they they didn't start yesterday. They've been supported for a really long time. And, um, I mean, Simone Biles is, like, what, 16, 18? I don't even know, like... Yeah, she's she's young. Well, she's (laughs) under 20. And I just mm-hmm. can't even imagine the number of years of training she's had to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So I think our performance, <laughs> to summarize, <laughs> our performance at the Olympics, like, I think it really, it, it's rooted in how we are supporting um, talent from a very young age. And I think we're definitely lacking in that aspect. Yeah, and like fo- that following up on what you just said, 
Our performance in the Olympics is a true reflection Who are of how you, our please? government is run. And mm. hey. Guys, you know what? If there's a girl talking and she doesn't introduce herself, <laughs> name is Mayo. She's a Mayo, maybe. Because, like, I'm sorry. I'm not good at this. Um, okay, so yeah, so our performance is Amayo, by the way. Our performance in the Olympics is a true reflection of you know, our governments and how things are run in this country because, I mean, like, you can't put in, like, you, like if you said, like Onyeka said, you can't put in, you know, C effort and expect to get an A grade. It's just almost impossible. And yeah, people do train for four years for the Olympics. Like, it's not like they wake up the year before and, like, oh, okay. I mean, maybe some people do, but. The, the people who are true stars, who you hear of like years and years after, aren't people that, you know, woke up the day before the Olympics and said, okay, let's hop on this plane to wherever and get that gold. Like, hmm. uh, I don't know who, I don't know who, like, it's just really sad because, okay, for example, now that my aux cord has stopped working, random information but now that my ox cord has stopped working i listen to the radio more and obviously like now that the olympics um is over or over i don't know the, Olymp- the olympic games are over that's what everybody has been talking about so it's about okay how did we do in the olympics compared to the paralympics which i'm going to talk about later on mm-hmm. and everyone is just so outraged like oh like how how could we have only gotten one medal? Blah, blah, blah. Some people actually sound surprised. And I'm just like, what do you guys think when we don't even do, like, we don't devote time or money or anything to these athletes to develop them, to help them, you know, do their best? Because, I mean, it's, it's one thing for people to have talent. Like, okay, some people are really born to be runners. Like, some people have the build to be, you know, great javelin throwers. But mm-hmm. if they have no support, if they don't have, like if nobody's showing interest in that talent of theirs, it's going to die. And I don't know, it's just really, really, it's really, really sad. And I was listening to the radio the other day, and some like somebody on radio was saying how, like, if you see how some of these Paralympics Paralympians um, have to train, like, okay, we don't even have proper training facilities here. Yeah. Like how, okay, they don't, they like for them to get to the stadium, they have to obviously get on public transport and imagine somebody who's on a wheelchair who has to get to like it's like, like okay i don't want to get too into it because i'm going to talk about it later but it's just really sad like some of these people have families and if this is what they truly want to do they, do, they, they don't have the funds to just focus on sports mm-hmm. like the government doesn't give them any support any welfare like ugh, it's just it's really really sad they don't have any government support to help them live better and wholesome lives hmm. it's very it's very frustrating oh. it is it is because like they are not like they are disabled like mm-hmm. i don't understand and they expect them to just go and and i was even really surprised that like at a performance mm-hmm. this um olympics because i mean we did okay we did well mm-hmm. we had a good number of medals yeah. but then if you compare um like the amount of energy or time or money that was put into training mm-hmm. and developing them and their talents or their gifts mm-hmm. like it's just ridiculous nothing nothing um yika oh over here and um i'm gonna push back a little on what ifeingwa said um when it comes to like these people who are olympic medalists like they've been practicing for like years which is true but then like it brings me to the kenyan javelin thrower who learned how to throw the javelin from youtube right and he got wow. a silver medal at the Olympics. Um, so even though like, okay, maybe they don't start, you know, from time, but there is that level of support, right? From whether it's his family members or his, I don't know, his tribe. I don't know. I don't know who's supporting him, but I feel like if this dude can learn how to throw from YouTube, I mean, YouTube hasn't been around for that long of a time, right? And he's won like two medals so far, so... Um, there's that. In addition to that, something that kind of grinds my gears just a little bit is the government is responsible for, you know, a good chunk of this because there's the Ministry of is it Sports and Youth Development. At, I don't know what it's called. So there's the ministry and they should have some funds that are allocated to, you know, helping train these individuals. I wonder to myself if like all these companies that have ambassadors and all the ambassadors are musicians decide, you know what, because we want to 
see Nigeria succeed in tons of things. How about we have brand ambassadors, right, who are sponsored by Etisalat or uh, Globacom. These are Nigerian uh, telecommunication companies, right? And they say, we're going to have brand ambassadors who do X, Y, and Z, and we're going to help them, you know, fund some of their stuff, you know, or even like Nike, right? Nike, for example, Nike is the one who clothes Team USA. So all these Nigerian fashion designers who are trying to get international recognition, what bigger stage than the Olympics? So I feel like there's also some private sector contributions that were definitely lacking um, in the Olympics. And that would help the Nigerian or African teams to succeed or be more successful in the Olympics. I don't know if that makes sense. I feel like I just went around in a circle. So you're saying that no, so you're saying that like private sectors could step in where the government yeah. is lacking. I think so. I mean, do you know how much all these musicians are being paid to be brand ambassadors and their music isn't even all that good? Just mm. The sheet, the sheet. I mean, I'm just trying to be honest. I'm just trying to be honest. Yeah, this is if you want just to add to that, and also, yeah, I think the problem is it's like if if I said initially, like it's very it's layered. So there's like financial aspects, but there's also like cultural aspects, right? Because like even if mm. there's the money, like if everybody, if every parent is telling their child to yeah. read their books, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that, you know, so this not only financial support but there's also like what is our culture and our attitude towards sports and i i feel like that also really contributes like largely because i can see how you know somebody who's always playing soccer like and granted like you know be serious about your education like a lot of these athletes that are doing well yeah not some of them are in school like Mm -hmm. i feel like we keep i keep calling someone bow's name but you know she's i think she's at ucla right now um no, she's, oh, she's not accepted. In no, she like yeah, she's not. She she had a scholarship. I don't know to go to what university, but she decided to turn pro instead of join a. Like, yeah, but she's and... at least it's not like. Well, I guess some people could drop out if they. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but at least your education is serious as well. So I'm assuming she's already completed high school, and has yeah, her diploma. She, yeah, she, and has. she has. She applied mm-hmm. to this yeah. school. So she got scholarship to this school. So it's not like. You know, education isn't important. Like, it's important. But also, like, if your kid has, like, a talent in some sport, like, to also support them in that aspect. Mm-hmm. But I guess the other side to that is a lot of parents, like, <laughs> their fear is also knowing that a lot of times this talent isn't necessarily rewarded. So going back mm-hmm. to our government rights, it's like, yeah, you know, not encouraging your kids to, like, go into sports because... And they're like, you will make money off of that. Nobody will take you seriously. And that fear is, yeah. it's its a valid fear. And I remember, like, my yeah. mom even saying things along those lines. Like, no, face your books. Like, that's what will make you, I don't know, make you respected and taken seriously in this society. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's also just, like, cultural attitude towards sports as well. I agree with that. I, I, that's a very good point. Yeah, this is a multi-layered problem, clearly. <laughs> we can't talk about every single thing today. Um, but Amaya had kind of spoken about this a little bit, the Paralympics. Um, and it fascinates me to no end that these Paralympians from Nigeria, because well, that's what I've done research on, have won more medals than most of our Olympians and they don't get any credit. No one even pays attention to the Paralympics. Like, I don't even know if it's being um, broadcasted on, like, local TV. It is. Oh, okay. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's good. That, that's good to know. Um, so what, what do you guys think? Why do you think that there is this, like, everyone is focusing on the Olympics, even though we don't necessarily do as well? And then here we have the Paralympics and they're not getting as much support. I think it's a worldwide mm-hmm. thing. It's not even only like mm-hmm. Nigeria yeah, who focuses on the on the Olympics. This is fair, by the way. Yeah, I think it's a worldwide thing, and I think it's just like it's like with every minority group or 
oppressive society mm-hmm. like we live in a primarily able-bodied society where people with disabilities are largely ignored mm. so unfortunately that also translates to the sports which is really sad and really mm. you know it's terrible and i think it's like if we change if we if we change the culture around dis- you know kid if we include dis- um people with disabilities in in more things if we are conscious about you know their lived experiences if we are more aware of them then of course that would translate to every other aspect too so yeah i'm a very I, i'm probably not very helpful with my <laughs> it's a larger you know it's not it's not an easily fixable problem hmm. yeah well, that's true um and granted that we're still on this question but something that i thought about um is that we, I mean, in response to, like, earlier question, we talked about, like, why we feel like our Nigerian athletes didn't do as well in the Olympics because of, like, you know, lack of support, like, financially, physically, emotionally, and all of that. But what's the explanation for, like, our athletes that are doing really well in the Paralympics? Hmm. Like, hmm. to play devil's advocates. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, what did you see? So when we were talking about our disappointments in the performance of like Nigerian athletes mm-hmm. at the Olympics, we gave all these reasons why, you know, we feel mm-hmm. like their performance isn't on the same level as those athletes from other countries. But yeah. our Nigerian athletes at the Paralympics are doing really well. And I'm assuming mm-hmm. we're they all have the okay, same background. Okay, I heard something about... Oh, sorry. So... No, no, no. I heard something about how some of, like, a good number of those Paralympians mm-hmm. uh, actually play for other countries. So they they um, they play for other countries outside mm. the Olympics. So they mm. came to represent Nigeria for the Olympics. Wow. But then they've been trained outside. Interesting. Yeah. Really? Where did you read that? Interesting. No, I heard that on radio. So okay. it may be false, but this, the person that said it was sounded mm. very legit. Mm. Um, so I guess I should also look into it. So yeah, yeah, that was gonna be. Because me, I was wondering, like, ah, where where are these people reaching? <laughs> <laughs> National Stadium. Um, yeah, yeah, that was going to ask, like, are they handled by the same body in general? Because you hear f- from those people who like go and you know run for other countries, say, well, the level of corruption is such that, like. Yes, she might have won this meet, but because somebody knows somebody, then that person gets to go to the Olympics. So are we? Oh, really? That happens yeah, in Nigeria. So are we sending out our best product? Or are we just sending our most connected product? Mm. You know it's what I'm just, saying? So, <laughs> there are levels to this. Because That's like <laughs> there's really levels, and also I just it just even made me remember something. There was a story about a Nigerian athlete mm-hmm. who was supposed to go to Rio, but the Nigerian, like, Olympic Commission did not register him. Wow. So the guy was like, ah, guys, you know, he was expecting, I don't know, maybe his welcome packet from the Rio Olympic Committee. They were like, ah, sorry, your country did not register, you know, they did not meet the deadline to register you. So, like, there's a lot of nonsense, please. And this kind of reminds me of the Ethiopian swimmer. Uh, What do they call him? Something the eel? Oh, I remember. <laughs> oh, let me let me do a quick Googs. Let's ask Sister Google. <laughs> this is a bad, but I hear like he's like some minister's son or something. I think he's the coach's son. This is oh, like, wow, y'all. We won't even go into that because there are so many others. Even <laughs> there are many. Aha, his name is Robel. Kiros Habite. I'm sorry. I probably butchered that. I ask your forgiveness. Ethiopians listening. (laughs) 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 So yes, Robel Kiros Habite. Habite. Mm. So yeah, yeah, so that's, I mean, prime example over there. Anyways, moving on from the sadness and the reality of what sports is like in African countries. Well, Nigeria, because that's what we know. But I'm sure like that spans across some of the African countries. Maybe not South Africa so much, but some of the African countries. Um, 
can we talk about some of your favorite Olympians or just like Olympic participants um, from any African country that you want? It could be from the past or the present. If you'll have any. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. So, okay, this Amaya. is this is not based on skill. <laughs> this is Amayo. Um, my <laughs> wow. Oh, jeez. Um, okay, so this my this, this athlete is not based on skill or what is it based on? <laughs> Olympic medals. But my favorite is our one and only divine from Nigeria, mm. who has black man blood in yes. him, and you know all that good stuff because he's always divine Oh my. That guy is a legend. He, is. Guy he is. really is. He's actually a legend. And he's so good natured yeah, and he's yeah. so enthusiastic. He is. And he's, he's, he's a like, good I really like him. I really from what like I've seen him. on TV. Didn't he cut like And he gave us such gems. In his heat. Behind his Yeah, he gave him second after. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. And he, he gave us such that. gems. He tried this, this Olympics. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should insert he has blessed us. what he said somewhere in here. Yeah, he gave us the mean, yeah, mean gems. I never has spared it. Never. He gave us. Never has. Oh. Got the, the down line. Man. <laughs> that a hit. So that one is a hit. Down the line is a hit. He actually is a legend. Watch, we need a shirt. I need <laughs> yes. a shirt that has some of these things yeah. on it. Black man blood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anybody else have any other fun ones? Or not so fun ones. Uh, I can go Yeka O over here, and one of my all-time favorites. Oh my God, I love this woman for no apparent reason. Is Chama Ajuma. Um, she won. I think it was for long jump in '96. I think I'm not positive, but anyway. So fun story about maybe it wasn't fun at the time. Anyway, so she was like suspended for four years because she failed a drug test. And I mean, up till today, she still claims that she's not like she didn't do anything. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that. But she got suspended. And then when she came back, that was when she won her medal. And so now she's like a police officer. Yeah. And she launches this initiative. She launched this initiative um, for like how to perform clean sports. Um, so I don't know if it's guilt or it's just like I've been clean from day one. I don't know. I don't know. But I really, really, I really, really like her. Um, as a kid, I'll be like, oh, when I'm running into houseboats, I will be like Chomajua. But there goes that. Wait, she's a she's a police officer in Nigeria. Yeah, that's what I heard. Hmm. But I could be oh making that up. Yep, within the Nigerian police force. I hope, I hope she actually wants to that job. Oh, and then oh yeah yeah yeah, which brings me to another thing of like sexism in nigeria oh my god so when she won her gold medal she was like the first west african woman i think they said um to win to win an olympic medal in track and field she was the first and so in that same year the dream team also won gold and she says when she came back to Nigeria, like her win was completely overshadowed by the guys that like they gave her this member of the Order of the Niger subnational award. But she always says that they gave her the M.O.N. without the E.Y. behind it, that they gave all the guys all the financial compensation. And she was just left with some national award that had no financial backing to it. And I was like, that sucks. Mm. But yeah, that's one of my faves. That's really sad. Mm-hmm. This is Ifeyua, and I just want to give a shout out <laughs> to <laughs> South African athlete Kasser Semenya. Um, and I just feel like you know she's gotten a lot of heat, so I just mm. I just want to shout, give her a shout out. Hey, okay, Ifeyua, pun intended or actually, take it back. No, no, no. Um actually it was not intended. Um but yeah, she's okay. she's just I think 
she got a lot of publicity a couple years ago that led to people questioning her gender and questioning her ability and subjecting her to so many tests. And she's just gotten a lot of unnecessary and unwanted attention. And I just love that she's not let, she hasn't, I don't know about her personal life or whatever it's, you know, how it affected her personally, but I just feel like on the surface, she's kept on running and Mm -hmm. she hasn't let that, um, distract her from doing what she does um and actually recently at the olympics um i think i don't remember which oibo was shedding crocodile tears as to how oh i remember that girl like she was from poland or some shit and she came faith or something ridiculous and she's she was she was and she's yeah she she has upset that caster <laughs> won and like she's like it's not fair that we she's worked so hard and she scored her personal best and i'm like girl you did your personal best and you still came fifth i mean six yeah and that's even like, it wasn't good enough so <laughs> i believe she's like the first and, like black south african woman to win gold at the olympics um mm. so i just yes yeah, give her a shout out for that she's amazing sorry going back to becky becky with the mediocre tears. running skills <laughs> and the crocodile yes she had to she had the audacity to say oh i'm proud that i'm the first white person i'm like Bishwe, <laughs> like the, the audacity of white mediocrity never fails to you know leave me flabbergasted mm-hmm. because <laughs> This guy. Ah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's move on, please. Yeah, but yeah, there are quite a couple, uh, quite a number of Africans that did really well and like just made headlines at the Olympics this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. I I believe okay. Africa has a list mm-hmm. of those people, and we'll yes. put them in mm-hmm. our description box. Yes. Yeah. This is Ifeb, my own athlete that I was really, that I was introduced to during this Olympics and I was um, enthused about is Cherika mm. Ukogu, Ukogu, yes, Coco, Cherika Coco Ukogu, Coco. <laughs> who is, that's her nickname, yeah. who is the first person to represent Nigeria in rowing, yes. so... Um, she didn't have, she basically had no support from Nigeria. She built the team Nigeria of rowing. She fundraised to go to Rio on her own. It was, yeah, this girl like took the initiative. She was training in Philadelphia. She's, she's boss. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who was on the crew team in, and rowing, first of all, is a very white sport. Mm -hmm. It's a very white sport because of the amount of, like the kind of access to it so to play football like soccer you just need a football Mm. to play tennis Mm -hmm. like you know it's a little more elite there's a little more involved you need a tennis court to practice you like you know so there are layers of how there are layers of how difficult it is for people to get access into the sports so you know there are different levels of barriers that 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 prevent people to people from participating in in particular sports and for rowing you need to have a boat you need to have access to water you need to have like you have to learn how to row you can't just you know (laughs) you can't just you know you have to have somebody teach you so like there are a lot of barriers anyway anyway she she overcame all of that to be the first person to represent Nigeria in a rowing sport. And this was her first time in the Olympics. And she did pretty, like, she ranked, I think, 18th. Okay. I'm not sure. Or 20th. Anyway, she... That's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. At all, at all. And we're, I'm very proud of her. Mm. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Go, Coco. Mm-hmm. Get it, girl. We're proud of you. You ain't your stand for itself. Yeah. Get it, girl. Okay, um, so before we wrap up the episode and tell you all about what we're reading and watching and listening to, um, I wanted to give a shout out to Multisport Nigeria, which is um, a sports blog that aims to um, highlight events going on in Nigeria, especially for sports that are less 
well known in the country like tennis uh swimming um they just had a swimming meet in lagos a couple of days ago i didn't even know people did that like anyway so shout out to you go follow them at multi-sport nigeria on instagram um and with that said what are y'all listening reading and watching Hmm. Okay, so I will go. This is Amayo. Yeah, hey, glory. Um, so, yes, <laughs> <laughs> shady Jesus. Um, like, thank you. Um, oh, I'm still reading the same things, but shout out to my friend Puffy, who just got me this book. It's called The Smart Money Woman: mm. um, An African Girl's Journey to Financial Freedom by Arese Ugu and she had a book signing today and i couldn't make it and i hadn't even bought the book but he bought the book for me and i'm so happy so i guess i'll start reading that soon you know gotta figure out how to make money and save the money oh i should know this thing as that's pretty much my job <laughs> um but yeah just i'll read this just so i can be cool okay cool Lagos girl um. <laughs> i beg please i don't want to be a cool Lagos girl i'm not trying to be a mom but yeah i'll read the book because it's um it's apparently good and has some good tips so yeah the smart money woman an african girl's journey to financial freedom this is this is the case where i'm reading the star side of bird hill by naomi jackson and it's been on my radar for a while so i'm glad i finally um i'm able to read it before the year is over so yeah i'm really excited about the author i believe she's american but raised by west indian parents um and she writes about two the book is about two sisters whose um mother couldn't like raise them anymore so they're sent to barbados to live with um their grandmother so i am really excited to get on some caribbean literature um Yeah, and I am still binge watching Criminal Minds like somebody's paying me to do it. So I just I just have a thing where when I start watching something, I just feel like I have to finish. So yeah, I'm trying to finish. I'm on season ten. <laughs> it's been wow. my summer project. <laughs> um, season twelve is actually starting this week, so I don't think I'll watch season eleven because it's very recent. Um, but I'm excited. But even though, like, this season, I don't even really know how to feel because Derek Morgan, who's played uh, by Shummer Moore, he just left. And he left at the end of last season. And over the summer, while they were shooting season 12, we got wind that the guy who plays the lead agent was dismissed from the cast. So I don't know how I feel about that. To just too many yeah it was the tea why was he dismissed ah, guys i don't even know he was fired the then. because he and some other guy got into some altercation he kicked somebody somebody kicked somebody some words were exchanged but the story is just really smelling like i'm like that doesn't sound like something you would fire somebody over. is that the white-haired guy that looks like a yeah he's always very the, serious like... and you know straight mm-hmm. face wow whoa. but he's like been part of the show since the very beginning and he's the i guess quote-unquote captain of the team so you know mm-hmm. shimmer Moore just left at the end of season 11 so for this to unexpectedly happen everybody's kind of like wait so what's going on like we can't handle all this change um so they're trying to do some damage control and they're bringing back an actress that actually left a couple seasons ago and Adam Rodriguez is joining the cast this season. <laughs> this season. Adam Rodriguez is Bay. He's Bay, but I mean, I've never been like I. I love him because he looks so great, but I don't know about his acting. Like I've never been like, oh, he's such a great actor. So I'm just <laughs> like, I'm not feeling very confident in his. I don't know, but I'll be hopeful. I'll be hopeful. Like shows like Grey's Anatomy and uh, as um, what's that? SVU, special SVU, like they've gone on for so many seasons, and I feel like the cast is always this turnover. And so, yeah, I'm trying to be open minded and just just trust that my dear, dear criminal minds will not will survive. So, sorry, this took longer than I expected, but yeah, I have strong feelings. <laughs> I'm. This is Ife. I'm not. 
I'm still reading Sister Outsider by Audre Lorde because it's dense, so I'm basically still reading the same thing. What am I listening to? Hmm. I feel like I don't have any cool new recommendations for you guys. Sorry, y'all. That's okay. Let me it see. Let me sometimes. let me consult my let me consult my um, podcast queue and see <laughs> if I'm listening to anything I haven't told you guys about, which I doubt. No, actually. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I have one for you. Science versus. Hmm. So it is a podcast that's kind of like, if you guys are familiar with Radio Lab, how they, you know, look at the phenomenon and try to explain it with science or like a scientific, a scientific phenomenon and try to make it's relatable to lay people. Um, Science Versus is a gamelet podcast that looks at like scientific phenomenons and like unpacks them. Hmm. So they did one on attachment parenting and whether that actually is a better style of parenting. They have one on the G spot, which I'm, you know, isn't my cue to listen to. <laughs> so you guys should check it out. It's called Science VS, Science Versus. So, like, Science Versus the G-Spot, mm. Science Versus Attachment Parenting. Fantastic. Okay, well, I'm not reading anything uh, exceptionally amazing because it is the fall semester and I am in school, so I'm just reading papers and articles on science and whatnot. But I am... Uh, listening to music, of course, which will never stop. Um, currently, I have a new fave that is by P-Square, who are just like the biggest drama twins ever. Like, first they were talking to each other, and then they stopped talking to each other. Anyways, now they're back, and they released a song called Bank Alert. Now, um, everybody says P-Square samples everybody's songs, which is about 70-80% true, but they did uh, they sampled a very classic um nigerian song called iogogo by oyeka owenu and they did it in a fantastic way um i'm a huge fan of that song and they even had her in the video it was fantastic so mm-hmm. go check out the video on youtube it is peace square um bank alert Title has nothing to do with the song, though. But that's okay. That's fine. No one's judging. It's a good song. (laughs) It's a good song. It's a good song. Um, With that, thank you for listening to us today. It's been fun. Um, Don't forget to, you know, hit us up all over the place. Twitter and whatever. Yes. Yep. yep. Um, With that, it's been fun. Till next time, we are not your African cliche. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Ha <laughs> ha!